You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 180. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner, at Roro. Hello, hello. I finished swallowing my cookie just in time. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect timing. And uh, Ro, it's just you and I this week. Christian is still on his way back from Japan, uh, so he he will return yes. next week, I think. Uh, and Gage is, of course, working. So we, we, we miss, miss you them guys. both. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but we don't miss the people in the chat right now joining us. And thank you to every one of you watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube.com slash at podcast PXN and twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week grow is Pokemon Presents versus PlayStation State of Play. Let's kill each other over these <laughs> things. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a battle to the death. Uh, but first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So let's go ahead and jump right in. First item on the quick bites row. Shinji Mikami has officially announced that he is leaving Tango Gameworks in the coming months. Uh... This was a bit of a shock, I think. Uh, didn't really see this one coming. Uh, I guess it's not terribly surprising, uh, but uh, just because he freaking rocks and he could do whatever he wants, basically. Um, but yes, <laughs> please, please still make Evil Within 3 Tango, please. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Like, as someone who likes Evil Within franchise, how does this make you feel? Do you think that you're still going to get it? I don't know, to be honest. I, I literally, I feel like if there was a third one, he would stick around for that, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but obviously they could do other great things as they showed <laughs> us with Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush, yeah, totally. And it's, it's exciting for Mikami as well to see what he might do next, mm. where he might go yeah. to make something else, which is, yeah, super exciting. Yeah, I, apparently, there was, a I think, a Twitter... I think Amron is the one who pointed this out, is that apparently he was planning to leave for a while, but he didn't want to because oh. he was worried if he left, the studio would shut down. But apparently with the success of Hi-Fi Rush, he was like, okay, I can leave you guys now. I'm <laughs> off. See you later. Which I think is, if that is true, I think that's really commendable on his part. Yeah, that is awesome. And of yeah. course, he had minimal involvement with Hi-Fi Rush. So yeah, that's, that's cool of him. Moving on. Playground Games has announced Rally Adventure, which is the next expansion for Forza Horizon 5. Ro, I know you're a huge Forza Horizon fan. Ginormous. We did get a brief trailer for the expansion and showed off new gameplay and teased some features. Uh, they promised new customization options coming as well, and they have promised that players can build a rally monster. Insane. Mm. <laughs> Exciting, exciting. Yeah. I, I will continue to say that these games are absolutely beautiful, though. I will I'll never not say that. <laughs> absolutely. Very beautiful. You know what else is beautiful, Ro? Something <laughs> you sent to us in the chat. 
Naruto X Baruto. I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> you didn't know. Oh no. Okay. I better <laughs> you okay. just that's, read that's it. How, you read that's it. How everybody because I butcher it. <laughs> the Naruto X Baruto. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That usually isn't anybody's first guess, honestly. So you you, you, you did pretty good. Ultimate Ninja Storm collection connections launches this year with the largest roster yet. The tale of Naruto Sasuke continues and has been recut and combined with all new original story. Which, uh, heck yeah. That was one of the, uh, like you said, one of the predictions I made when we were doing 2023 predictions. I was like, there's going to be a new Storm game. There's been uh, leaks and all that kind of stuff. And here it is. I'm a little disappointed that it's just like a, a collection of the games that have already come out. But I am excited that it's like remastered and there's a little bit of new story stuff. So that's that's cool. I'm excited. You know what? That's an that's an early win for you for your predictions. <laughs> Easy. But I was like, maybe this is like a, a maybe a 0.4 or 0.5 percentage <laughs> because it's kind of like a, a remastered collection. <laughs> like, you I, said, I don't know. This is a new game per se. You said that in the chat, like 0.4. And I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, well, how do you calculate <laughs> 0.4 out of that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I deserve half a point. So maybe I'll go a little <laughs> bit. Lower. Oh, you're oh, a madman. <laughs> Oh, I am man. excited for this, though. Even though it's not exactly what I wanted or even predicted, I'm, I, I definitely would pay for, play, pay for this, for sure. Very cool. Very cool. Our next story, I think Gage was, would be very excited about, which is Sons of the Forest has hit over 200,000 concurrent players and became the number one seller on Steam worldwide. Woo! insane and also additionally it has also sold over 2 million copies on steam in the first 24 hours since launch Hmm. wow damn it was right yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that's insane yeah i've seen a lot of uh positive buzz about it again this is a like you told gage these are one of the games that um isn't going to count in the fantasy league until it comes out right yeah but uh if it does come out this year gage is looking at some uh some pretty good points yeah gotta get out of that early access so this year yeah. for, get gauge points Oop. yeah i hope did you happens. well maybe you'll tell us later if you have you played it i have with okay. gauge on saturday cool, cool, or cool, sunday cool. sunday okay so nice. yeah more to come more to come <laughs> uh but you know what else is more to come? Mortal Kombat 12 is coming with a K. I added that touch oh, in the doc nice. there. <laughs> coming, there. It's coming this year uh, as revealed during an earnings call, oh. uh, which is pretty funny, actually. Uh, the dude on the call from Warner Brothers basically just says, yeah, and we've got Mortal Kombat 12 coming this year. It hasn't been announced but okay. <laughs> he just revealed it. And then I love this as well, because Ed Boon, the longtime creator of Mortal Kombat, posted on Twitter. He's like, so who's had who's heard the news about Injustice 3? Uh, <laughs> just playing a joke, obviously, because which is actually kind of funny. I expected Injustice 3 to be the, their next game because mm-hmm. they um, Mortal Kombat 11 was their last game and they've been flip flopping. So yeah. maybe they're not going to do that anymore this is i mean that's a weird way to get for the game to be (laughs) revealed that that must kind of suck for for the people who are working on it but um exciting still mark combat 12 hell yeah 
absolutely. And there will be more to come on that later as well. Oh. Uh, <laughs> next up, Hogwarts Legacy has officially sold $850 million and over 12 million copies in its first two weeks. Wow. I think we had a story about this last week, but man, the, the, seeing the numbers, that is significant. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was at work this weekend. My one of my coworkers just going on about how much they are enjoying this game. Um, yeah, it's uh people love it. People love their Hogwarts. Yes, indeed. Props to Avalanche. Moving on. Of course, it is not an episode if I don't throw something Halo in here. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Halo Infinite Season Three trailer has dropped. And surprise, we're getting three new maps with Season 3, not the two that they had announced previously. So we got an extra map thrown in, which is called Chasm. Uh, pretty cool, actually, to hear about how that map came to be. Uh, essentially, one of the designers, uh, multiplayer designers, was playing co-op campaign with one of his friends. And there was a little section, a little area of the campaign that he was like, man, this actually would be pretty cool for a multiplayer map. And he b imported it in and <laughs> made it into a multiplayer map. So very cool how how that came to be. Um, so, yeah, very excited for season three. Uh, I think it's going to be the restart of the game. Hopefully, let's get us on the right path. Uh, yes. <laughs> And also, Unishek also posted on Twitter um, yesterday, which is another huge piece. Halo Infinite's ranked playlists are now using CSR-based matchmaking. So essentially, for people that don't know, there's two different uh, rank formulas, I guess I'll call them, in Halo. There's CSR, which is like your visible rank, and then there's something called MMR, which is like your rank behind the scenes. A lot of people were always frustrated because MMR would dictate how you were being match made in, uh, into teams to other players. And so they've made a change now where CSR is actually going to take precedence and will be that moving forward, which I, I actually tested that last night, Ro, and it worked phenomenally well because I felt like the matches were a lot more fair than previously for ranked matches. So, yeah, I, I love it. That's cool. That's a good change. Absolutely. Moving on. I don't want to keep dwelling on more <laughs> Halo. But we will dwell on my 2019 game of the year. The Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition has been announced. A next-gen version of the game, which is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. It will arrive on March 7th, um, which is actually very surprising. Some of the stuff that they... Uh, said that they're redoing and this seems i mean pretty decent like they said they were re uh higher resolution graphics a dynamic weather system overhauled lighting and environments improved performance and load times enhanced details on characters an increased level cap and much more so it's actually pretty substantial and if you already own the outer worlds you could you only have to pay a ten dollar upgrade for this um upgrade and otherwise it's normal price but yeah very cool yes maybe i'll play it someday i mean i did play it but i just never got <laughs> super far into it fair. but uh after beating cyberpunk i uh kind of went along little rpg mm. to get back into 
So maybe this is this is one of them. Did you yeah. ever I can't remember. Did you ever play the Fallout games? I played Fallout 4. Okay. That was the only one. I got I got pretty into it. I didn't love it, but I got I got pretty deep into it. I didn't beat it, but I enjoyed my time with it, but yeah. I, yeah. And that's totally fair. Fallout 4 I felt like it was a solid game, but Fallout 3 and New Vegas yeah. amazing. So I've heard I, yeah. I still need to play those games, too. <laughs> yes. But yeah. yeah, Outer Worlds, very reminiscent of that, like kind of that in Mass Effect, like m- had a baby. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Very good. Moving on. I feel like we've talked about this a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2's studio director is officially out at Ubisoft. According to a report from Kotaku, Ubisoft Montpelier uh, staff were informed last week that their managing director was no longer with the company. Uh, Guillermo Caramana has been absent from the role since the beginning of 2023 and no reason for his departure was given. Uh, Carmona had been with Ubisoft for nearly two decades. Wow. Uh, also, apparently, Ubisoft Montpellier, I'm probably butchering that, it's French, is facing a labor investigation from local government authorities due to a high number of developers experiencing burnout and going on sick leave. Ugh. Mm, not yikes. good. Not good. Not good at all. Ubisoft is not doing so good. This game in particular is not doing so good. So, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, sad to see. But we, like you said, we've talked about it so much that these new stories aren't super surprising anymore. Where it's like, oh, someone left Ubisoft. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, bro, we should take these, uh, you know, Beyond Good and Evil two, and you know, another pirate game that you know we'll <laughs> maybe not mention the name of <laughs> skull and bones uh that should be taken out back and shot because <laughs> man i don't they they might be doing like they they saying that they're focusing on assassin's creed and they announced all those yeah. like what are they like 10 assassin's creed games yeah, in development now yeah. it's like i know ubisoft is a big company but it's like Jeez, Louise, like you're working on a, a lot. And then there's the Avatar game too. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see if these all all these games come out or not. And if they do all do, are they going to be good? <laughs> That's true, yes. Uh, they can crank them out, but can they be yeah. good? Exactly. All right. The last quick bite here, Christian, I'm sure is sobbing <laughs> that he can't be here right now, but I'm sure he'll say something about it next week. But or maybe we'll like manage to like make him appear by just talking about it. Yeah, but. maybe I'll just call in again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree has been announced, and it is an expansion to Elden Ring, uh, officially from the Elden Ring Twitter account. Rise tarnished and let us walk a new path together. An upcoming expansion for Elden Ring is currently in, in development. We hope you look forward to new adventures in the lands between. Very, very unsurprising that <laughs> we're getting this announcement, but Christian is cheering. Yes. Very excited, as, as, as are all the other Elden Ring fans right now. Yep. Losing their minds. Absolutely. You know who else is losing their minds? Some people at EA 
and we are going into the PXN news of the week <laughs> in a new little segment I hear I put here that says let's do better. I don't know. I just keep let's coming better. With, with these little <laughs> mini segments. Uh, EA has announced that they have laid off an entire division of 200 plus Apex Legends QA testers over Zoom. Wow. <laughs> oh. There's, there's, geez, there's always, they always, it's always the worst way to do it too. It's never yeah. like sit down a week and we can, we can advance with the people, at least have a meeting or something in person. I know Zoom is a meeting place. It's like I remember what happened with uh, Google, with some people just like showing up to work and their access cards yeah. just not working. It's like, oh, that's because you don't work here anymore. Oh, good to know. <laughs> and just go like, what the heck? But yeah, this is a. Uh, Sad and like you said in the the it's this is the do better category and this uh this happens a lot and I'm I'm wondering if uh if we're gonna get to a point where we have done better in the game industries and where we could say good job us <laughs> because because every week it's it's a uh, another situation like this and and it and it's often these it's the same companies too it's like we're not hearing from uh Naughty Dog or Insomniac it's like it's EA. It's Ubisoft. Activision. It's, it's Activision. <laughs> it's always those three. Yeah. And it's uh it's sad. Yeah. Indeed. It's yeah. Not good at all. I I just can't even fathom having two hundred people. Like if this is just one Zoom session, having two hundred people on there and saying, All right, so you guys are all let go. Like, uh what? Like, yeah, that's insane. Not good. Yeah. But let's let's do better. (laughs) Yes, let's do better. Continuing on, let's do better. Yoshida has some words for JRPGs. Do you want to want to talk about? Sure. Yes. So this was from a actually from a interview that Skill Up did. He's a YouTuber uh, with Yoshida. There was like an event where a bunch of YouTubers and press got to try out um, Final Fantasy 16, which is an RPG coming out later this year. I say RPG because Yoshida doesn't want me to say JRPG anymore, and there is a reason for that. Um, and I'll try to find the quote. I'll just start reading, actually, and see if I f- run into it. Following up on... Okay. While there was... there, <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. While there has been a deluge of Final Fantasy 16 news and impressions, one interview in question between Australian YouTuber Skillup and Final Fantasy 16's director Naoki... Yoshida has been making waves specifically for his take on the term JRPG and how some developers at Square Enix not only dislike the label, but even consider some instances of its uses discriminatory. Following up on a comment that Yoshida had made during the Q&A section of his session about uh, the action game genre has advanced and become the norm, SkillUp asked if that uh, the JRPG genre hadn't advanced if the JRPG genre hadn't advanced in the same way, by Sklub's own admission, he hadn't known what he ha- was stepping into uh, by asking that question. Interpreting for Yoshida, Final Fantasy 14 and 16's translation lead Koji Fox shared that the development team does not develop games with the thought process that they are JRPGs, just RPGs. I'm going to read the next quote. This is going to depend on who you ask, he specified. But there was a time when this term uh, first appeared 15 years ago. And for us developers, the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term. And uh, I watched another video on this and uh, to get some backup. Because when I saw this, I was like, really? Like, I I always thought JRPG as like a positive thing, especially... Mm -hmm 
now is like every time I hear a new JRPG is coming, it's like, hell yeah, sign me up for that. And I feel like that's how it's been a lot recently. But I found out that it hasn't always been that way uh, at all. And that JRPGs were honestly used in a way to separate those Japanese games from Western games. Because in the earlier times of like in the early 2000s, um, they were just seen as bad. Like these games are terrible. Like let's focus on the fallouts and the Skyrims and all that kind of stuff. And people were like, there's a, um, uh, uh, interview with a Asian developer from Japan who I'm, I'm blanking on the game that he worked on, but he was at a panel where the Fez developer was Fizz, Phil, Phil fish was the, the guy at the panel. And the Asian developer asked, uh, so I know you were inspired by Mario and Metroid and all these awesome Japanese games. What do you think about the recent Japanese games that have come out recently? And Phil Fish just like straight up says, your games suck. You need to get with the times. You guys are so bad. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't like your games anymore. And you could just see like the life leave his face because he was so excited to ask Phil Fish this question. Like he was proud of his country. And apparently like that sort of sentiment like how phil fish reacted to that developer was kind of how the culture was back then towards jrpgs and i i just i had not known that at all but apparently that's how it was and that's how these developers in in japan feel when they hear that word and they are aware of the fact that we are a bit more um open to them now and that we see jrpgs in a different light but at the same time they still look at that name um in a negative light because of the history of it and I was like, that's so interesting. I guess it's kind of similar to how people view the Oscars recently with how uh, foreign movies are separated from movies. Like, they are movies too. Like, why sure. can't we just celebrate them in the same same way? So I think that's kind of how they are, they are looking at it. It's like, why are you separating us from the other RPGs? Where that's what we're making RPGs. Um, so yeah, I thought that was, that was, that was really interesting uh, to, to learn about that. I just, I just did not know that. Yeah, that is very fascinating because like I, like you're saying, I thought the same thing, like JRPG is like a, a genre in my head. That's just like I didn't yeah. even think or think anything differently. But yeah, that's very, very um, interesting. And like knowing the history of, of JRPG and how it's seen differently um, by the yeah. developers. Yeah. Yeah. And they and uh, yeah, he, he was saying and even Sony themselves, like a Japanese company separates uh japanese developed games from rpgs on their own site and they're like why why are you doing that and it's yeah. and it's because people are don't like those types of games sometimes and they're looking for like like what i said the skyrim and the 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 cyberpunks of the world instead of the yakuza's and the personas like they're different games and they are developed differently but i i can definitely see where they're coming from because when i first saw it i was like I don't know about that, guys. But then I, I learned more about the history of it. It's like, okay, I see where you guys are coming from now. And and I don't want Final Fantasy 16 to be in that category. They want it to be seen as an RPG. And it's like, okay, fair enough. And that's totally fair, too. Like, there's there's so many, like, uh, subgenres of RPGs that, you know, other games don't have these special labels for RPGs. You know, right, they're, yeah. just, they're all just RPGs, whether, yeah. you know. Just, just, just like the uh, the guy, the Asian developer that was there asking the question, who he, he br- brought up Mario's like Mario's yeah. Japanese developer. Why isn't it a Japanese <laughs> platformer? It's like it's just a platformer. Yeah, very fascinating. Thank you for adding that. I 
did not see that. Uh, Kirik says, hello, Podcast PXN. Hello, Kirik. Hello. Thank you, Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are in the middle of the PXN News of the Week, and we are moving on to a, another let's do better moment for <laughs> our little segment here in News of the Week. Atomic Heart developer Mundfish has ap- apologized for a racist cartoon in the game. Uh, the Ukraine government is also calling for all users worldwide to avoid this game. So that's an important context to add as well. Um, earlier this week, PC Gamer published a story about online criticism surrounding the presence of a racist caricature within Atomic Heart. The caricature in question was found in the game's Resident Evil style save rooms, where players can take a breather from the action and watch old episodes of New Pogod. Pogadi, or well, ju- or, or well, just you wait. Uh, I guess that's another one. Uh, a Soviet-era cartoon that started in 1969. The show can be summarized as a Soviet version of Tommy, Tom and Jerry, starring a wolf who tries time and time again to get his hands on a hare. The issue is present in episode 12, titled "Museum," which first aired in 1978. A statue is shown in the episode that's a racist depiction of an African tribesman. Folks on Reset Era criticized Atomic Heart for including the cartoon at all, let alone without any warning or context. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> terrible. And like that's that's just another point of like you know, 1978 wasn't that long ago. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people forget like how how recent these things have been happening, and it, it's terrible that you know, as a developer, you're going to put this in your game. Like, why? And you know, maybe it's partly because they're they are funded by the Russians. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I chose such a terrible game for my fantasy critic. My God, <laughs> who knew? But um, yeah, that was uh, it was disappointing to see, especially because I chose it for my fantasy critic. I was like, oh God. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like you said, it, it's it wasn't that long ago, and maybe that's why it was included because people are still thinking like this. It's it's crazy that it's like I don't see the problem with this. Let's put it in our game because I don't know. I, I think context might help. <laughs> like if if there's a reason for including this, explain why, or maybe explain why it's bad or. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there should be reasons for stuff like this to be in uh, in media. If you're going to include stuff like this, have like a, a reason for it. But if it's just there because for no what seems like no reason, I feel like then if there's no reason, then don't include it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. There's. There's so many other things you could do, like build a, build a, a cartoon that's fully original. Like, I mean, yeah. there's there's games that have done original shows, like just little cheap, you know, goofy yeah. shows. Control, Control has some like yeah. uh, original animated stuff in it. I think, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yes, please let's do let's do better. <laughs> let's do better, please. Uh, and speaking of doing better, blessing. Add a yes. yo yay. I had to think Junior. about that for a second. <laughs> I hope I did that right. Blessing at a yo yay. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Blessing at a yo yay has a new video for us uh, on Kind of Funny, which I thought 
was I mean, a lot of people were talking about it on on Twitter that I saw and, you know, I thought it was really cool. So I thought I would add it in here as well, uh, especially on the back of uh, this terrible <laughs> news story. So it's like one. Balancing it out, other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he did a video on how to fix black hair in video games. So, of course, you know, representation for African-Americans in their hairstyles in video games has been terrible throughout the history of video games. Like, and he even covered that. Like, I loved his points about like, essentially like you get Afro or you get, uh, uh cornrows. cornrows. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, that's totally true. Like that's, or you <laughs> have it? to put a white person's, you know, uh, hairstyle right. on yeah. and it makes, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed his video and, um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was a really good video. I I, I watched it uh, yesterday too. Um, but yeah, as uh, honestly, a lot of the times when I'm playing uh, these games where I have the character customization, I usually don't even make a black person because I know oh. I'm going to look stupid. So, <laughs> so I usually either make a, an Asian person or a white person or just a girl that I think looks cool because yeah, the customization options are are pretty bad most of the time, and I can't. I can, I can make me pretty well most of the times because I could just do like a bald head or right or you do have an afro but usually those options don't look very good anyway yeah. so I, I just opt up with uh, choosing a, a different type of character and kind of role playing in my head like who this character is instead of putting myself in the shoe um, but his interview with Lienza uh, Roger's girlfriend was like wow it was like that is uh, crazy with how, what she went through with with her hair in high school. Um, at prom and all that kind of stuff, which is just so sad. But um, yeah, I think as as you were saying with this whole section, we need to do better. And as Blessing said, we are doing better. We are getting a lot more customizations in games and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, we're on on the right on the right path for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, very cool. Uh, definitely recommend checking it out. It's on Kind of Funny Games YouTube channel. Check it out. All right, Ro, we've made it to the moment that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Every episode, we wait for this moment. The fantasy critic check-in. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, Ro, <laughs> we were talking a little bit ago about Mortal Kombat 12 being announced in an earnings call. Well, Daniel went uh, on there and uh, went ahead and picked up Mortal Kombat 12 for $4 Ooh, before the deadline. little. <laughs> <laughs> So oh my God. I, I just hope that it actually releases this year because <laughs> it hasn't been announced, but they said yeah. in the earnings call is coming this year. So Sounds coming. Got to trust that, that, that dude on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Sure. Surely uh, he knows. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I, I hope you're right too. Yeah. I hope so. Um, uh, Kira you're filling up quick though. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes, sure. I am filling up quick. You're right. I need to slow down a little bit because <laughs> I, I'm going to run out of games and then some cool stuff will be announced. Uh, Kirik says in the chat, did any of you pick up Hogwarts Legacy? Yes, Gage did. And he mm -hmm. got, I want to say like 14 points or 16 points. Uh, he got 14. Yes, 14, 14. points. Yeah. Yep. So. I, I'm currently still in last pace with four four points Thanks because of my atomic heart <laughs> choice <laughs> as we talked about a little bit earlier yeah and yeah. destiny 2 lightfall came out yes and we're just waiting for reviews 
We're just waiting on reviews, but that might not even save me either. That's I true. was thinking that this would be a, a, a an easy one, but the community is kind of kind of not so, too happy with it. And I and I have an article here that I wanted to read for you, Daniel. Okay. Um, to to maybe get a better idea of what 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 I might be sitting at when it when the reviews do come in, and it's all about the Destiny 2's campaign. I'm reading from Games Radar, and the article is by Ian Harris. Uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall's campaign is taking a battering from fans, and the subtitle is The Story Goes Back to Destiny's Roots, but not in a good way. <laughs> oh, no. Destiny 2's Lightfall expansion is out, but players are not loving it so far. Now that the update has been available for one day, fans are wrapping up on the c- campaign, with plenty of them taking to social media and online forums to vent their frustrations. A quick look at Twitter and Reddit will give you a gist of what people aren't happy about, but we'll go a bit deeper. But before before I go a bit deeper, I did want to actually touch on the, the Twitter ones because they're from people that I trust in the Destiny sphere. Um, Paul Tassi, of course. Mm, uh, yes. He's the Forbes games writer at, at Forbes, but he writes a lot about Destiny there. And uh, he's quote tweeting another Destiny YouTuber who said, who's true Vanguard and says, uh, honest thoughts on the campaign. Tormentors are incredible, which is a new uh, enemy. Neomuna, which is the new planet, is beautiful. Wish, wish it was a bit more vertical, though. Story was rushed. Not enough time to learn about these characters. Empty City 2, which queen narrative overall was better, in my opinion? And Paul Tassi responded with, the lack of Savathun is a ki- is kind of an issue story-wise. Savathun, a layered villain uh, that may in fact be a hero executing a brilliant master plan. And Callus, a dick that we have fought eight times, and he's still <laughs> a dick. So that is super sad. Exactly. On the, on the heels of Savathun, which was such a great villain. But as he said, like she might be plotting something that is actually helping us in the long run. To, to go from that to a character that again we fought so many times and hasn't changed and doesn't have any like real depth uh is, is kind of disappointing but uh my name is bife is the other one that i wanted to touch on real quick um and he is the we call we call him the lore daddy in yeah. the destiny community <laughs> because he does like all these great videos on destiny uh story and the lore and going really deep into it and he says okay i have a video incoming on the story first impressions i hate to say it but without a shadow of a doubt there's there are some massive fumbles no comments on this thread because spoilers and all that but uh so much promise left unrealized he says and he is the story guy um but another common criticism is the dialogue itself with the community finds goofier in tone while lightfall is supposed to be representative of the beginning of the end for destiny's long-running stories the style offsets the sense of that threat a new character, Nimbus, has begin, uh, begun to represent those issues, with one fan offering an unflattering comparison to the MCU's Love and Thunder's take on the Norse gods. So they're comparing the, the dialogue to Love and Thunder. Oh, no. So depending on, depending on who you are, you might really like that, but I am not one of those people. No. But yeah, it was, it was really heartbreaking to see those kind of things because I, was, I, I am still excited, but based on what uh, people are saying, the the tone of the trailers that we saw is not what's being reflected in the actual game. And worst of all is that, which is what I think the title of the subtitle of the article is alluding to with it going back to its roots, where the, the story is setting up a lot of uh, more mysteries instead of answering questions that have, we've been waiting for for so long. And with it being chapter one of two, with this ending of the the lightfall stuff, it's like no, you're supposed to be answering these questions now, not setting up more 
more questions and more mysteries. But uh, yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. So I'm I'm kind of worried with uh, <laughs> the the scores. I'm thinking maybe like a 75, 76, <laughs> because the the gameplay is still really fun really, apparently. Yeah. But strand the strand the new strand ability is kind of divisive as well it's really fun in the story campaign but outside of the campaign people are having problems with it because the cooldowns are terrible but i digress i'm scared (laughs) (laughs) but i'm also excited at the same time but yeah i'm a little disappointed by how everything shook out yeah that's that definitely sucks i'm i'm excited to play with you on friday i think we're gonna play it but yeah um it it seems like every time there's an expansion too, like I'll see uh, either the Destiny account or Bungie tweet out, we're turning off this thing for you know this amount of time because it's broken or like something's mm-hmm. not working as intended. Yeah. I'm like oh no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. but I and that is that is uh, absolutely true. Um, but it I, it felt like with with Witch Queen they were on a like yes. a uptick. Like they 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 fix they yeah. they knew what. They understood what they needed to do going forward, especially story-wise, and it just feels like they again went back to the roots in a bad way, <laughs> and uh, people are not liking that. And, and what we were talking about a while ago is that people love it the first week, and then they find the issues later. And it's like, okay, maybe it wasn't that that great, but we already are finding the issues yeah. like the day, day after it released. Yeah. So it's like, oh god, not good. Yeah, that's yeah, that sucks. I that's my. That's my major thing with Destiny, like over the course of the franchise has been like, I feel like the story has always been a bit jumbled and a mess. And like they yeah. they require you to read a bunch of the Grimoire stuff, which like I love that kind of stuff for supplemental reasons. But like you shouldn't have to go to that to get the story like, yeah. Yeah. The main story, like yes. like you're saying, if it's like add-on stuff, like, oh, it's a little nice little tidbit about Akora. But yeah. it's like, no, I, you need to read this if you want to understand what the Traveler is. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Well, I hope that they can stick the landing next year with yes. the, the end. Um, Me too. They gotta. They gotta. Indeed. Uh, Kirik, yes, Octopath Traveler 2 came out as well. That was, I think we talked about that last week or two weeks ago, and I got 15 points for that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's our fantasy tra- draft check-in. Moving into our T-Lu timeout row, episode yes. seven of The Last of Us HBO series, Left Behind is the title of the episode to, of course, reflect the great DLC from the first Last of Us game. Uh, this episode was another very strong episode. Very much enjoyed this episode. Um, it is crazy to me that like the, many of the episodes I say like is very good, and then I'm just like <laughs> overall the series. I'm just like I like it, uh, or mm. like I lo- I love the environments. I love like the the feeling and everything else. But I'm just like I know everything that's happening, and it's again just moving at such a quicker pace than the games that i'm just like all right this is why personally i would have rather seen something new but anyways that's going down another path this episode amazing episode i thought the performances were phenomenal uh bella did a great job as well as uh what's her name oh oh man i'll I'll find it (laughs) riley's riley's riley Actress's name. Actress. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Stormreed. 
there we go she did an incredible job as well (laughs) yes uh and like it's interesting because i feel like it was very they framed it up i feel like differently than the game like even the moment when they were sitting down talking to each other they had some of the same lines but like it felt delivered differently i don't know if you got the same feeling from that but like it felt like it was much more uh you know, uplifting, I guess, in the show, whereas the game, it was like more like, this is it. Like, we're it's me and you, we're together. The You know, I don't know. I just felt like a, a different feeling. So I really liked that, that change uh, or that shift of, of feeling, I guess, in that uh, ending moment, I guess, with Ellie and Riley. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like the, the, the final conversation between them felt uh, different for sure because they they it was really a lot more emotional. I found than in the game where it, it was emotional, but there was just something about how those two acted, especially uh, Storm Reed as Riley, where her, she just broke down crying, saying sorry, sorry at the end, and that didn't happen in the game. She was way more um, stoic, isn't the right word for for that, but she was not not calm either. But she was she put on a, a very uh, strong strong uh vibe when talking to ellie about that as opposed to this where they were just both like we're going to die (laughs) but let's keep going as long as we can um and that 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 last part really hit like i i almost cried for for that part and like you're saying we know what's going to happen but they're doing such a good job in doing these these uh scenes a little bit differently and bella did it so well with i i totally and in the game i believed it at a certain point, but it took me longer to get to that point where I was like, oh, she's into Riley. This is cute. Yeah. It took me longer to get there. And maybe it's because I already already knew that she was into Riley because I played the game. But I feel like Bella sold it so well with like how just when they're in the photo booth as well, she just has like these mannerisms where she's like, she's nervous and she just has this really dorky smile on that you only have on when you're around somebody that you have a crush on, especially when um, she does she kisses Riley and then she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Riley's like, for what? And then she just has this like shitting and grinning, but in like the cutest ways, like, Oh, my crush likes me back. It's like, <laughs> she did it so well. I, I totally, I totally uh, felt the connection between them. They both did a great job to, to sell that uh, first crush, uh, first love sort of thing. Um, but the scene with the electric stairs, the escalator oh, thing. Oh Yeah. That was so good. That was adorable. This 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 <laughs> show, this episode, I think had me smiling the most. And I, it was just their awesome back and forth that I, I love just watching. And my mom was watching it with me and she liked that too. It's like, I, I really like this, Rajan, but I know something bad's going to happen. And I just <laughs> want that bad thing to happen so I could cry. And it's like, it was like, no, we got to enjoy this part because, you know, yeah. got to enjoy this part before it's all over. And uh, yeah, and it was all over and she did cry and uh yeah it's so good so good yeah very yeah very good um and like that's that's maybe one part that i wish we we could have seen more of is like you know we never saw what happened after that fact of them getting uh bitten and like seeing like what they were gonna do for because like surely they lived up to like a day maybe uh after that so like I feel like right. that was like a missed opportunity to see like more of what happened there because we didn't get that in the games either uh, or in the game, not games. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, 
I definitely would like to see it. I do like that it's left up to interpretation. It's like sure. how that how that went down, especially even in this show. It's I think it's even more implied that she did have to kill Riley because of what oh, she shit. said with in like the previous episodes where like, I don't want to talk about it after Joel asked her, what do you mean? It wasn't your first time killing someone oh. and, like Riley might have been that one person that she killed before. That's at least how I how I'm reading into it now. I think in the game it's implied too, but not that much. It's like I, I literally yeah. didn't even pick up on that. That's really yeah. great. Yeah, it, it could be Riley. It could be someone else. But I'm in my head. It's like she had to. She had to kill Riley. Riley turned and she didn't. And she tried to wait it out as, as long as she could, and she couldn't. Um. Yeah. It's it's either that or the 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 Walking Dead sort of. Well, depending on what you choose in the Telltale's The Walking Dead, you just leave Riley alone, to, which is honestly, in, in another way, even more heartbreaking, just leaving your friend behind to turn. Uh, it's like almost worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I like that they don't show it, but I I'm, I would be lying if I didn't say if they want to do like a little add on content where they show what happened, I would I would be totally down for that, too. For sure. Um yeah i and i love the the very end with uh joel and ellie in the room like him stitching it up and joel like uh, at the beginning of the episode just like just get out of here go go find yeah. tommy it's fine um and ellie coming back and stitching him up and and them holding hands like we're in this together aren't we he's like yeah we're in this together i'm not going anywhere yeah. and i thought that was really sweet yeah that was a really great moment i agree yeah. uh like yeah i i don't want <laughs> god i every time you say something i think of something <laughs> negative in my head no, that's about okay. it but yeah. like that's my major thing with the series like is it, it's progressed so quickly like mm-hmm. i feel like joel and ellie in the show haven't really gotten to the point of that making sense in my opinion yeah. but i love that moment like i absolutely love that moment like yeah. if if we were playing, if this show was something we were playing for hours and hours with these characters, then that moment would have been like way more impactful for me. Like seeing that and him saying, get out of here, get out of here. But like, you know, two episodes ago, or I don't know, three episodes ago, Joel was like, "Uh, Ellie, get over here. What are you doing? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel that I, 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 I agree. I, and I think I am in the same boat as you where I, I feel like it is rushed, but I'm just enjoying those moments. Yeah. I'm still enjoying those moments. But I also wonder if it's because we played the games and we know how That's fair. How how it went in the games. And like I wonder if my mom feels like it's rushed. Because there are shows that I have no context to and I could tell, like, oh, this is this is feeling rushed. This is feeling really weird and, and not having any you know. I, I don't know. I it's it's you know uh, what? it's very Get your mom on here next week sh- to talk. <laughs> I'll ask her. Yeah, <laughs> I'll ask her how she how she feels about the Joel and Ellie relationship if it's if it's rushed or anything. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I totally hear what you're saying because I there were previous episodes where I was like, can they say that to each other right now? Right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling that yet, but this this one worked for me. Yeah. And the pr- obviously the production level of the show is just amazing. Like HBO has done a great job, like yes. just envisioning or uh, like showing off that mall. Like that mall scene is just incredible. Like mm-hmm. they got all the little pieces in there. The escalators, like you were talking about, very cool. <laughs> Ellie's like, wait, these stairs can move. They like, move. wow, oh my god, yeah, so was, good. Yeah. Um, and Troy Baker's on next week. Yes. Watch this, so cool. Which so cool. 
did you see um did you see uh ashley johnson's character did you see who she's playing apparently i heard that i heard, i know who she's playing but i didn't see her in the in the trailer for oh, next week oh okay. is she in the next next episode i'm not sure if she is but i saw people talking about her already like her character so i assumed that maybe she pops up next week um but yeah that's that's kind of interesting as well how they did that so very cool very cool i'm excited me too all right Ro. moving into what you got for me i of course, alluded to this a little bit ago. I played Sons of the Forest on Sunday with Gage and had a lot of fun with it. We only played for like a couple hours or so, but in my couple hours, very fun survival game. I really, really enjoyed it um, thus far. I'm sure we'll play more of it at some point. Um, but yes, um, one of the coolest components, Ro, though, is I don't know if you've ever played survival games like Rust um, or... Like I can't even think of any other survival. Games, <laughs> I no. Okay. I'll say no. I think I might have, but I don't even remember. So I'll okay. say no. <laughs> well, so essentially, like one of the major components of this type of game is like resource gathering. Like you got to chop wood, and I guess Minecraft sort of is like that a lighter <laughs> version of that. Um, so like you have to Animal Crossing, you know. It, that's fair, actually. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, crossing the survival game <laughs> yeah i mean it could be it's just it's a light one you know yeah, yeah. but you have to gather resources and everything else but like one cool thing that this game does that a lot of people have been lauding is um it introduces a character called kelvin which he mm. yeah i have heard about kelvin yes it's very cool <laughs> like he essentially he has like no I don't know. I haven't gotten quite like we haven't played much of the story yet or anything for me to like have a grasp on, like if there's a story or canonical reason for Kelvin. But Kelvin essentially doesn't talk or, or um, like respond to you really at all. But you essentially hand him a note that says like what you want him to do. So like if you want him to gather like gather sticks in the area, you can tell him to gather sticks in this range and tell him how big of a radius to look for sticks, post it on him. And he just does that. He literally <laughs> brings sticks to you. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And like, you can tell him to like clear forests. So he'll start chopping down, uh, <laughs> trees all around you and bring back the tree stumps like to you. So like it takes the unfun parts of survival games and makes it exciting because like he's doing all the resource gathering and then you're just doing all the survival stuff which is really really cool, cool. um yeah it's very fascinating I don't, I don't think any game's ever done this before and um yeah kelvin kelvin oh i did see that sorry one last thing i did see a really funny clip uh so Apparently, they told him to cut down trees in an area. Well, they had built a tree house, and <laughs> he went and cut down the tree that the tree house was in. It just destroyed everything. So that was kind that, of a funny gap. That's exactly how I heard about Calvin. It was like these <laughs> clips of, it's like, all right, Calvin, go get some trees. And it's like, all right, on it. And he goes, like, destroys, like, a house <laughs> to, to get the get the tree stones. It's like, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. So, yeah. Had had some fun with that. Nice. But Ro, what you got for me? Uh nothing. <laughs> I have not played anything this week. 
Um, but now that I'm off, I I might play some more Yakuza Destiny for sure on Friday. Um, but yeah, I haven't been up to any anything gaming this week, unfortunately. Destiny on Friday. Let's go. All right. Moving into the topic of the show row, but before we dive into Pokemon Presents versus PlayStation State of Play, I do have a little bit of a Pokemon news story here that I inserted as well. Pokemon Company has announced that they are giving a $200,000 donation to global giving for earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Uh, they said that their hearts are with the people of Turkey and Syria affected by the recent earthquakes to support children and families in need across the region. The Pokemon Company International is donating $200,000 to its partners um, and for the Earthquake Relief Fund. Uh, to learn more about Global Giving's efforts, you can visit www.globalgiving.org. So I thought that was really cool. And by default, uh, I almost said Nintendo, uh, <laughs> by default, Pokemon wins this. <laughs> no, just Hell yeah. So they just have to buy their way into it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's it's awesome. That's a really, really good move on their part, especially when you have the money. Why not share it to people in need? Very good. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right, Ro. We're going to go down to some breakdowns here. Pokemon Presents gets a breakdown here from Wario64 on Twitter. We love you, Wario. Um, I don't know how organized this is going to be, so you may have to help me with this because... It it looks like it's organized from the beginning to end. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, so uh, they announced that Pokemon World Championships 2023 is taking place August 11th through 13th. Very cool for the competitive community there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pokemon trading card game classic premium set has been announced, um, which I thought this looked fascinating uh, from what I saw of it. It's essentially like the classic um, cards, right, with this set? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have like a, a cool new like backing to them. It doesn't have the uh, the blue Pokemon stuff, so it's like a collector's item for sure. And it comes with like a one of those battle. I don't even know what to call it. A battle board. station, battle board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's pretty sleek. It looks it looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. Uh, we got a brand new Netflix series announced, which those never go poorly, right? Never. <laughs> no. Especially when it's an anime. That's true, actually. That's fair. Uh, Pokemon Concierge, which is a stop motion animation from Dwarf Studio. We've got a little screenshot of Psyduck. Let's go. I, I remember Psyduck. Yes. I, I, when I saw this, I was... Uh... I was excited that they're partnering with Netflix, and then I saw what it was, and I was like, oh, darn it. But it, it looks cute. It looks cute. Definitely looks cute. I will definitely watch it because it's Pokemon, but I was I was expecting it to be like a, like a short mini-series following like a, a new trainer or something, but it looks like it's like a, a cute little, you know, it's, again, Pokemon, essentially it's for kids. I'm just still into it, <laughs> so it's, it's really my issue, but yeah, I think it looks cute. Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, Zakian, is that right? Okay. 
Oh, I don't even know. I think Zacian. Zacian. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure actually. I totally forgot how to say this Pokemon's name. I'm gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go with your Zacian is coming <laughs> to Pokemon Unite. Zacian's Wield event, Boss Rush mode, has been announced. I guess. Good for them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're excited. I, I I I definitely fell off of Pokemon Unite. I I I enjoyed it for like the first month, and I I fell off. Um. But yeah, I'm glad they're still updating it though. That is that is cool. Uh, we also got some cafe remix updates. Uh, Pokemon <laughs> oh, Cafe. Yeah, so you you could imagine my excitement so far watching this. Yeah, of how hyped I am! <laughs> it's like, oh wow, yeah, new Netflix series. Um, okay, Pokemon yeah. Unite got updated. Pokemon <laughs> Cafe. Wow. Okay. Great. All the things that I'm not interested in. We're yeah. Really <laughs> oh my goodness. What? You know, we also got Pokemon Masters X, which Yay. I mean, I don't know oh what that God. is, but <laughs> it's the like it's a mobile Pokemon game, oh. another mobile Pokemon game uh, that has like all the iconic Pokemon characters and you could battle against them. Apparently it's cool. Not my cup of tea either, but they introduce Hop and a couple of other characters. Uh, I think Lily. Zap- yes, the Hop's Zapdos. Um, it's like a a variant, I guess, on on that Pokemon. Oh. Um, I'm trying. I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the character, but oh well. They they introduce some some new characters uh, to the enormous cast to that game, which is cool. Yeah, and then moving into the meat and potatoes of the show. Now we're talking. Pokemon <laughs> Sleep is real, bro. It's back. It's, it's back, and it's releasing. Later this year, or I don't know. If, hmm, I have to double check on that. Actually, okay, yes, Pokemon yeah. coming is summer twenty twenty three. It, yes, it's, it it's a game that makes you look forward to waking up in the morning. Yes, I didn't have a reason before, so I'm glad Pokemon Sleep is on the way. <laughs> are you gonna, um, in all seriousness, are you gonna use this? Do you think? Um, I I think I I will. I think I'll give it a shot. I mean, I don't do anything else when I'm sleeping besides sleeping. So that's fair. May as well, <laughs> may as well add a little something to wake up to in the morning instead of the awful, awful Twitter. Absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think this is uh, cool. It looks kind of silly, but I like silly. Well, and, <laughs> and like, there's a lot of sleep apps out there that people actually say helps uh, helps yeah. with sleep cycles and stuff a lot. So yeah, it'd be a cool like you know obviously pokemon skin of that so that's cool yeah we also got pokemon go plus that was announced which can be used with pokemon sleep and pokemon go actually dan it's pokemon go plus plus oh i know it it it, it's literally plus plus they said plus plus why i I don't i don't know (laughs) i think pokemon plus (laughs) pokemon go plus already exists oh they make make pokemon go plus 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 plus. yeah that only makes sense yeah (laughs) crazy 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 (laughs) nintendo come on or i guess i keep blaming nintendo i guess technically pokemon company yes my goodness I know, I know. These naming <laughs> schemes. Uh, Pikachu is trapped in the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Oh, let oh, him go. Let him out. <laughs> uh, we're also getting new functions coming to Pokemon Go Plus Plus out July 14th. You can get a Snorlax wearing a nightcap. <laughs> Adorable. Heck yeah. But now, 
to your meat and potatoes. Yes. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet gets a new Paradox Pokemon. And also, we're getting Pokemon Go functionality company coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, as well as Pokemon Home support coming early 2023. But the biggest thing, Pokemon Scarlet, Violet, the hidden treasure of Area Zero DLC expansion has been announced. How excited are you, bro? Um, I am excited. A little bit disappointed by how it was revealed. Um, but I am excited for more uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC. I was hoping that we would see a little bit of what's in store besides the admittedly beautiful concept art very pretty <laughs> but i was i was excited to see like what what the places we would be exploring the pokemon that we'll be meeting and we did get some art of them but i was like, hoping for some in-game stuff but uh uh in their defense apparently it's coming out later like way later this year so they've got some time to show it off um and i was kind of disappointed as well by the 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 paradox pokemon which were hinted at in the main game and for them just to be like a kind of a tacked on thing and not something in involved in the story was kind of disappointing, which maybe they are, but it seemed like it was like a terror raid sort of situation going on, which is like a, an in-game activity that you could do with other players. Um, but yeah, I was <clears throat> the whole uh, direct itself was a, a little lackluster for me. Yeah, but um, I am excited for more. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because I love that game. Heck yeah. All right. Well, I guess before we do the PlayStation data play, what would you rate Nintendo on this direct? Uh, mm, out of 10, I would give this. I'll give it a five. Oh, wow. Lower. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would give it a five just based on what I was expecting and and wanting and again it's it's usually my fault if it's below <laughs> a five or or anything it's usually on the person but in my defense they didn't they didn't say what was going to be in this one and and sure. usually they do usually they're like okay expect this this and this will be there and nintendo's been better about that too and they didn't do that this time so i i was a little excited a little excited um just just at the very least see a little bit more out of the dlc um and we didn't get that so yeah, I'll give it a five because besides the DLC stuff, everything before was like, uh, yeah, great. Pokemon <laughs> Go is being updated. Pokemon, all the mobile games are being updated. Great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they probably should have set expectations a little, you know, yeah. lower here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of low expectations, <laughs> let's not, let's go into the PlayStation state of play roundup. And of course, Back to Wario64 on Twitter. Um, I guess we'll start at the top here. Uh, I hope this is in order because I didn't even watch the state of play. And after seeing everyone's reactions to it, I was like, you all right, I don't, yeah, I don't even need it, it, to. It does look like it's in order again. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So the first thing we got, the Foglands was announced for PSVR 2 coming this year, which this looks a little spooky. Looks kind of cool. It does. Yeah, I like the style. It was neat. Uh, then we go over to Green Hell VR, which 
<laughs> Green Hell, that's a great name. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of game it is. It looks kind of like Far Cry E, like wilderness, oh. but yeah. yeah, I don't remember this one myself actually. The VR, the VR stuff. I, I honestly, that's fair. No, <laughs> I, I, I was like skimming, or not skimming. Uh, like glazed over during that because I watched it live, but I was like, uh, I don't have a VR headset. Not super excited right now. So, yeah, my apologies. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's completely fair. They've got a lot to prove still on the game yeah. front for the yeah PSVR two. Um, Synapse. We got a look at that on PSVR two. Um. Kind of like a maybe puzzly shootery mixture. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we got Journey to Foundation, which uh is interesting. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> reminded me of Perfect Dark, like the one, the one screenshot. I was like, what the heck? These are like <laughs> Perfect Dark in space. I don't know. Experience the universe of Isaac at Asimov's Foundation. Okay. Autumn twenty twenty three. Uh, then we can both speak to this. Oh, yes. Before Your Eyes is coming March 10th to PSVR 2. And yes, if you have not played this game already, this yeah. bangs. Really great game. I, and this is, a, this is a perfect VR game, I think. Yes. Uh, especially that it's literally played with, with your eyes. Um, yeah, I think this is a great get for PSVR 2. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we got a new trailer for Destiny 2 Lightfall, of course, mm-hmm. which came out. Yes. Which the trailer looked awesome. It did. <laughs> it did look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they keep tricking us. They keep trailers. tricking us. They, they, I will give, if, if, if Bungie is good at one thing, it's good, they're good at making hype trailers. And yes. They have not let me down in that department. Yeah. The docs and hype trailers, yes. absolutely. Uh, we also got Tachia, which is coming March 21st. And no, I'm not referring to a Chia pet. A game. <laughs> uh, and it's coming to PS Plus, actually. So that's cool. Yeah. I think that's a, a pretty smart move for this game. I think it looks good, but I don't know if, uh, if it's on a lot of people's radars. But uh, for sure. yeah, it's like kind of like a, the stray uh, situation, like getting it to more as many people as you can and if it's really good, then maybe it'll be in the game of the year conversation like Trey again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh then we get PS Plus March lineup, which includes Battlefield 2042, a great get of especially with their updates recently. Minecraft Dungeons, which is the irony is real on that, because of course <laughs> that's a Microsoft published game. Uh Code Vein and more. Much more. That's pretty cool. Pretty solid lineup. PS Plus. Um, we humanity. Got, <laughs> yes, humanity enhances humanity, which this looks like a lot of people on screen. Which, I, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the game people were uh, comparing to like Ratchet and Clank's like little puzzles they have with Clank, right? Is that right? Um, like this. I didn't see that, but that would make sense. Okay. Based off of what, what I, based of what I remember from the trailer, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh wait, you haven't played Ratchet and Clank. I played one. the first one. No, I haven't the, played the new one. No. The new one. Okay. Did oh, the first okay. one have those puzzles? They, ha- with they Clank? had. They had sections where you played as Clank. Uh, I don't know if oh, they, okay. they're the same 
as in the new game. Maybe maybe in the second game it's like even more like this. But I oh, okay. I, I can see the com- comparison, even gotcha. even with just playing the first one. Yeah, I can't um, even remember. I can't differentiate <laughs> between the two in my head at this point. And yeah, this one looked uh, very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. very interesting indeed. We also got Goodbye Volcano High coming June fifteenth. Yes. I was interested in this game. I don't know why my hype levels are going down the more I see about it, but um, I think I'll still play it. It's giving me We Are OFK vibes, which is not good because I was also excited for that game, and then it came out and it wasn't as I expected. Um, But this seems to be a little bit more promising than that in the type of game that I am expecting. Um, Again, being a little bit more trepidatious now, but uh, still interested. Like a cool little interactive uh cartoon essentially um and it's like a about high not high school ending but also the world ending because the meteorite is coming to kill them all because they're dinosaurs but yeah (laughs) that's that's insane i did not know that that was the premise that's crazy (laughs) wow oh man that that makes me cry yeah oh my god dinosaurs um Mm. of course we get Naruto Bruto, which you're yes. I already I butchered that again, but uh, <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Yes. Um looking good. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, which is coming out August 31st for PS5. Very nice. Very nice. Wayfinder, which I if you if I was oh, not man. told, this kind of looks like my or uh, uh Fortnite, certainly. A little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what type of game this is. I think it was like a MMO sort of game, but let me check real quick. Wayfinder is a. It's not telling me. <laughs> it does give like that kind of MMO esque vibe to it. Yeah, it is a massively multiplayer action adventure game. Gotcha. Uh, apparently coming soon. Um. Play the yeah. beta right now, apparently. February 28th. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that we've seen this before, actually. Now that I'm looking at a trailer, like oh. even before now, but maybe I'm I'm wrong because what I was going to say is like so many games look like this now. Yeah. The, especially the MMO ones. It's like, it's kind of hard to, to stand out. Yeah, for sure. The graphical fidelity doesn't quite hit that, you know, yeah. next level because it has more. Um, we got Zangief or yeah. Street Fighter Six. Yes, yes, they revealed uh him and one new character and Cammy in that uh little yeah little Street Fighter section, and they all look fantastic. Lily is I, the new one. Lily is the new one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and they all look really fun, especially Cammy. Cammy's looking good in her new outfit. Very cool. I'm I'm not a big Street Fighter person, so I, I didn't know any of these characters. But yeah. <laughs> I I am definitely have been uh, admirer from afar. I haven't played a lot of them, but I've liked watching people play them. But I think I'm actually going to play Street Fighter Six for sure. Heck yeah! Yeah. Resident Evil Four remake got a new look, which I've been trying to avoid stuff on <laughs> RE4 remake just because I I just want to you know 
enjoy it when it comes out. But these screenshots that uh, he put on here, looking real yes. good. A lot of people were saying because, as you heard from the uh, the online chatter about it, that this straight fit wasn't that exciting. But a lot of people were saying that this uh, this is what saved the show for them, like this uh, this showing of RE4. It and it and I admit, as not a horror fan, it did look awesome. It did look really fun. Heck yeah, they're doing the damn thing over there they're at Capcom. Doing... <laughs> they're they're also doing a special demo that's coming soon for it, so that'll yes. be cool. Um, look out for i think they did the same thing for re2 remake and 3 remake so very excited to play that um and then they closed the show with 15 minutes from suicide squad and row it mm. has not gotten the best reception online it it has not yeah no uh yeah i feel like 15 minutes may have been too long but i'm glad they showed us because now i know i shouldn't be super excited for this at least for my type of taste and it looks more like a like a shooter and yeah then like an like an action melee sort of game that we know rocks rock steady right yep. yeah rock, rock steady to to be known for and because of that all the characters kind of felt similar i, I know that yep. they have like their own abilities and stuff but like moment to moment they're all like just shooting the same uh, apparently literally the same guns because the loot pool is like kind of shared. So a gun that Harley Quinn can pick up, so can Deadshot and so can King Sean. It's like, that's kind of lame. But yeah. Yeah, I it got... wasn't super. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I just I was going to end by saying I, I wasn't super impressed by what, what I saw. Yeah, I got the I got the same impression that you got where it just felt very samey, like seeing the different characters, like obviously they have different abilities that they kind of showed off. But like it did feel very samey, just like moment to moment gameplay uh, switching between the characters. So that is a little disappointing. And like you're saying, like Rocksteady's bread and butter is melee combat. And like there's not really I, I don't know that they even showed any melee combat in this uh so yeah yeah it's not looking so good for suicide squad yeah and i i i'm interested in where the story is going though like seeing a wonder woman wonder woman pop up was really cool and her having that uh the interaction with flash was like that's cool i i want to see more of that but it's just like it it might be one of those games where i i i play it to get to the next cutscene, and i i for what it's worth, I, I I have played games like that and I've had and, and enjoyed it enough because the story was really carrying it. Um, but I I don't know if Suicide Squad will be that. I could always just watch it on on YouTube at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, it's 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 as and we've talked about it on the show before with this live service kind of epidemic that's going on in the games uh, games industry where they're just attaching it to stuff that doesn't really fit that sort of style and it's kind of hurting the end product yeah it very yeah i agree completely and like obviously the game was very much built for that you know sustainable world like you know uh co-op and such like with the loot drops and everything like you were saying where you shared loot drops um so it is a little disappointing that yeah uh, it doesn't look like it's going too well um, but we also got a little bit more information as well after um, the event ended from the Q&A page, uh, which there's a couple of questions here. Does Suicide Squad support 
cross-platform play for online co-op? They said yes, so that part's good. However, they also asked, is an internet connection required to play Suicide Squad? And they said yes, an internet connection is required to play via solo or online co-op. So, oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. Mm, and if it's one of those situations where you like if you're playing on PlayStation, for example, where you need PlayStation Plus right. to play single player by yeah. yourself, it's like that's even worse. That is a great point. Yeah. My goodness. I hope it's not the case. But yeah, that 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 always sucks when a, uh, especially when the option is there to play by yourself that you, you literally can't without Internet connection. Yeah, that's that's a little sucky. Kirik, thank you for joining us. You almost made it to the end. Uh, but all right Ro what would you give the state of play I would give this one I would give this one a a six better than the Nintendo one because they set expectations that's fair they did tell us exactly what we were going to get and I give it a low score just because of what they showed off wasn't super great especially the Suicide Squad stuff um, I am excited for Goodbye Volcano High um, and Resident Evil 4 looks really cool yes. and Street Fighter 6 Street Fighter 6 was awesome but besides that I knew T- Chia was coming great that it's coming on uh, Game Pass but I knew about that and, and I'm excited for that um, but a lot of the other indie games that they showed off didn't really, didn't really hit with me so yeah 6 out of 10 for me yeah and obviously a lot of PSCR 2 titles, which some of them looked pretty cool, but like, again, they're still looking for that killer app to bring everyone yeah. into that, you know, ecosystem. Obviously, we talked about uh, Beyond Your Eye, or right, is that right? Uh, before Your Eyes. Before Your Eyes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before Your Eyes being a great title for that, but obviously that's just ported over from PC, so like... We need some original content to actually get people invested in the ecosystem. Or, you know, Sony, let us use it on PC because that would right. be a big, yeah. big thing too. That would be huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't rate the Pokemon Presents because like, obviously that really wasn't geared towards me. Um, so I don't think that would be fair for me <laughs> to give that one a grade. But this one, I think I'm probably about the same realm as you, like five or six for... Mm data play as well yeah so all right well do you have anything else you want to talk about in regards to our state of play versus pokemon presents um no not in particular i'm excited for the next one (laughs) excited (laughs) for the next one for both of them from pokemon and 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 playstation which then, for what's next yeah the next nintendo direct is very soon with mario right movie. that's so, true i i am excited for that actually very yes. excited for that. <laughs> gonna be yeah. cool. gonna be good oh that actually reminded me mario movie was pushed up two days right yeah to the to the fifth of yeah. april now yeah so yeah. very cool very cool very cool indeed all right well Eric is gone now, but thank you to everyone else that has been joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Ro, as always. Thank you. <laughs> I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and 
keep on gaming. See ya.